0: I'm sorry, I'm just lost in thought about how painful it must be to give birth as a virgin as your baby comes pushing through your hymen from the wrong side. Um, okay. (laughs) Um Hello everyone, this is Alex. And this is M. Welcome to the latest episode of The Good, The Bad, The Basic. This is the podcast for TV lovers, movie buffs, and binge watchers of all ages. On this podcast, we'll be discussing what we loved, what we hated, and what's just a bit problematic about the TV and movies that we're addicted to. And do a bit of rewriting where necessary. For much more exclusive content, become a show producer over on Patreon and get access to after-the-episode outtakes, curated playlists, movie reviews, music video retrospectives, and so much more. Join the GBB family at patreon.com forward slash good, bad, basic.
1: Today we'll be discussing the groundbreaking English language telenovela that radically changed the way millennials view abstinence, IVF, hotel moguls, and identical twins, Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin had a humble enough premise, a young virgin in a relationship with one man ends up artificially inseminated with the baby of another man by that second man's gynecologist sister. What could have easily delved into comic absurdity with bad punchlines and a laugh track, one instead became the foundation of a romantic comedy drama that was warm, moving, family-centered, and thoughtful. So what exactly made Jane the Virgin so beloved? Stay tuned. (laughs)
0: Hey everyone, here are some critical details about Jane the Virgin. The series is a romantic drama, uh, romantic comedy, and comedy drama. The series was developed by Jeannie Snyder Ehrman and it's based on Juana La Vision, the Venezuelan TV series created by Perla Farias. The TV series was released from October 13, 2014 through July 31st, 2019. Uh, the series aired on the CW for a total of 5 seasons and 100 episodes. Jane the Virgin stars Jane the Virgin stars Gina Rodriguez as Jane Gloriana Villanueva. She is our protagonist, a student and an employee at the Marbella Hotel. Andrea Navedo as Xiomara Gloriana Villanueva, aka Zoe. She's Jane's mother. Justin Baldoni as Rafael Solano. Um, he is 31 at the season's open and he is the owner of the Marbella Hotel. Yael Grablas as Petra Solano. Um, she was born Nathalia Ando. She is Rafael's wife, later his ex wife and second baby mama. And Yael Grablas also plays Petra's twin sister, Aneska. Brett Dyer as Michael Cordero, Cordero Jr. Jane's initial boyfriend at the season open and eventually her first husband. Yvonne Cole as Alba Gloriana Villanueva, Jane's abuelita, aka her grandmother. Jaime Camille as Rogelio de la Vega. He's Jane's father and eventually Ziomara's husband. Elias Jansen uh, Aria Rose Garcia and Joseph Sanders, in that order, as Mateo Gloriano, Rogelio Solano Villanueva, Jane and Rafael's son. Yara Martinez is Dr. Luisa Alvar, Rafael's older sister. She's a recovering alcoholic, and Jane and Petra's initial gynecologist. Bridget Reagan as Rose. Uh, AKA Sin Rostro. She is a former lawyer, Louisa's former lover, Rafael and Louisa's former stepmother, and an internationally wanted crime lord. Priscilla Barnes as Magda Andel, Petra and Inesca's mother. Mia and Ella Allen as Anna and Elsa Solano, Petra and Rafael's twin daughters. And last but not least, Anthony Mendez, as the Latin lover narrator, later revealed to be adult Mateo. So there's a lot of people on the show, a lot of extraneous characters, a lot of really, really interesting guest stars, but these are the power players that make Jane the Virgin great. So let's jump into that first season. The CW, uh, as usual, gave them a really long season order, 22 episodes, but they've never, ever had a show like Jane the Virgin before or since. So let's talk about it.
1: Right. So Jane the Virgin is, is it, right, it's another um, adapted property from... Uh, Venezuela. Like it's another sort of telenovela adaptation, and it was developed by Jenny Snyder Ehrman, who I love. Jenny Snyder Ehrman, his did Jane the Virgin. She also did like Emily Owens M.D. Uh, she also did. Um, she worked on this this little show that like was basically Sex in the City, like but for ABC called Lipstick out, Al- not Lipstick Alley, but <laughs> Lipstick Jungle.
0: Oh, I remember that show. Yeah, she
1: worked on that as well. And she also wrote uh, this movie that I love. A lot of people hate it, but I really like it, <laughs> called Something Borrowed with Kate Hudson and Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah, I remember that movie. A lot of people hate that movie for for good reasons, but I really like it. <laughs> Um, cause I think it's just funny, but, um, it's about toxic friendships, you guys. Anyway, uh, she adapted that. Um, and she's, I love her, love Jenny Snyder Ehrman. Now she's also doing the the current reboot of Charmed, which is not her best, but listen, we say this all the time. You
0: can't, you can't have a hit every time. Right. And everything shouldn't be rebooted. And I'm standing on that. <laughs> we're standing on that. So, um, so this is
1: done by Jenny Snyder Ehrman. And I remember when I saw that she was attached to I was like, okay, like this is cool. This is going to be cool. But when this show was announced, oh my gosh, like it was people were on the fence, honey. Like there were lots and there were lots of like think pieces and articles by, um, a lot of Latinx women who were very concerned about like the portrayal and even just, just the premise, the fact that it's this Latinx woman who is a virgin and is saving herself till marriage. A lot of women were concerned about the image that presented with regards to a lot of things. I think that in the Latinx community about, um, just constructions of women and like how women should be and that like it was people I think they were scared it was going to be like really regressive um but uh and there's still no consensus there's not like a real consent there was no like real consensus that was reached but um I loved it I love this show
0: yeah, I remember um, seeing think pieces like, oh, this show's about a, a Latina who's saving herself for, for marriage because we don't have enough of that sort of stigma and shaming in our communities. And I felt like those were very, very valid concerns. Um, I didn't watch the show until it was almost on its second season. Um, the first season had just ended. And I think it was like, it was put on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um I remember being intrigued, though, because it I don't think I'd ever seen or I hadn't seen in a very long time a portrayal of a Latina who was, uh, you know, brown, who wasn't a criminal. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen Gina Rodriguez in anything before. I believe that this was like her first major hit, like first anything, anywhere. Yeah, Just, this is. Someone who was a new actor was also intriguing to me.
1: Right, yeah. This is definitely the show that, like, launched her her thousand ships. Um, She had, I think, done, like, sort of bit things. But it was, like, her first big, big calling card. Also, Gina Rodriguez, perfect example of somebody who, like, you're just rooting for them. And then they just waste all that goodwill.
0: Baby, we were all rooting for you. How could you... <laughs> this we were all rooting for you we
1: wanted Um, you to win gina we wanted you to win
0: gina rodriguez has been incredibly problematic and anti-black for the duration of her celebrity but one thing is undeniable on the watch and the rewatch of jane the virgin she is such a great actress and i literally cannot imagine anyone else performing that part the way that she did
1: uh yeah same same she's excellent there's I don't, no denying if she's it.
0: Not good, or if she's like really, really good plus really, really hungry, because again, this is her first anything to speak of. Mm-hmm. Um, but she brings so much sincerity and warmth and relatability, um, and just charm to that character. There's it's undeniable. She's got the star quality. <laughs> she really does.
1: Right. Like she she infuses the show. And not her alone, but, like, she, she's definitely... Because her supporting cast is very, very strong. But she is infusing that show with so much heart and so much sincerity that... And there's a lot that Jane does and says that can come off that in another actress's hands could have come off as, like, corny or insincere or... um vapid but she it doesn't feel like any of those things when in her hands like she's really just nail all these really tricky emotional beats she nails each and every single one of them
0: right right and one thing that i love about ver about jane the virgin um or the jane glory uh, jane Vienueva character specifically and this is from a writing perspective is that jane you know she is warm and kind and sincere and virginal and all that jazz. But she's also um, has a lot of common sense. She's also really book smart. She's also really ambitious, um, and she's she's uh, she has great emotional maturity when it comes to communicating with other people. It's it would be so easy to write someone who was bright eyed and bushy tailed and virginal, but kind of stupid, kind of naive, and, ver- and Jane isn't those things.
1: Right, exactly. There's a lot um and I think you just touched on one of the things that makes this show like really great cuz that that's another part is that um the writing on the show is so impeccable. It's so good. It's so good, you guys. And um like you touched on something that that really makes the show wonderful is that the show Even though there are these big, weird, wacky telenovela plots that are happening, the show always grounds itself. It always grounds itself in in some sort of reality and some sort of emotional truth. And it really respects um, these characters and their, particularly Jane, and um, their problems and like how smart they are, like how smart the character is. Like they don't, they don't dumb these characters down in for sake of plot. They really um, find a way to work out or work through whatever sort of weird wacky situation that, that they're in.
0: Right. Right. So in season one, at season open. Um, uh, Jane is dating Michael Cordero Jr., and Michael is a uh, Miami Dade police officer. On um, the show set in Miami, by the way, which which was like a huge plus for me. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, now, Jane's uh, family, um, Alba, her grandmother, and her her deceased grandfather, Mateo, they were from Venezuela, which I think is a way of paying um, homage to the original telenovela. But she and her mother were born in Miami. And, um, when she, she and Michael are dating and they've been dating for, I believe one or two years at this point. And, um, it's, it's simple enough. She goes for her yearly exam at the gynecologist and she thinks she's getting a She's supposed to be getting a pap smear, but Louisa, who has just had a terrible breakup with her girlfriend is so, uh, in such grief and, um, so distracted that she, she, she accidentally, artificially inseminates Jane with Rafael Solano, her brother's sperm, Luis's brother, not Jane's brother, <laughs> and um, and makes this horrible mistake um, because Raphael, who had battled cancer, had um, gotten his sperm frozen before he went through chemo so that his wife Petra could use later. So when Petra comes in, that's when Louisa recognizes her mistake. Now, she wasn't drunk, but because she's a recovering alcoholic, her brother assumes her to be drunk. Um, Jane eventually finds out that she's pregnant, and this is where the hijinks take off, because she's in a relationship, a very serious relationship. Raphael's in a marriage to uh, Petra, and nobody's getting what they want. And Louisa is about to lose her license.
1: <laughs> right. And you guys, we know how that sounds. Like we totally understand how, <laughs> um, th- what M just said sounds. But it works. It totally works. Like it this. Does. Is... <laughs> it feels so. It feels so real. <laughs> this pilot is. Um. We know M loves pilots. I'm very like uh, on pilots. But this pilot is so good. You guys, if you want a masterclass on how to like write a pilot, um, this is it.
0: Like this is it. <laughs> Right. I mean, the the pilot does all the things that it's supposed to do, and then some. So it introduces us to the characters um, as they are. It leaves room for questions. It leaves room for growth. Um, one of the things that this this uh, this this pilot does that I also really 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 love is that I believe it paints Louisa and Michael in a very gray area. We don't know if these characters will grow to be really good people or really great villains yet. <laughs>
1: Right. That's of their true.
0: reaction to the situation, right? We don't know if 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 Louisa losing her license is the thing that sets her off. We don't know Jane getting pregnant by another man is the thing that sets Michael off when he's been waiting to have sex with her because of her religious beliefs. Um, his response when he first finds out that Jane is pregnant also is not the best response. It's not the worst, but like, can you blame the dude? She's pregnant by another man. And You know, Petra takes him aside and they have this whole conversation. So Louisa and Michael are very, very gray. Um, We get a good feel for the environment that the show is set in we get a good feel for the individual dynamics of Jane's family and Michael's family. And I think the writers also set up the dialogue in such a way that we become very, very invested in not just um, what happens to these characters um, from the outside, but they're developing uh, character arcs, how their personalities will develop and change as the seasons go on. It really is a masterclass, like Alex said, like it's ridiculous how good the pilot is and none of this seems absurd at all
1: <laughs> right none of it seems absurd and it and even though like it is it's absurd <laughs> um but it it i mean this is definitively like you guys know that i'm a writer and i'm a screenwriter but and this is definitely um one of the shows and a pilot in general that i've i've downloaded the pilot script and i've sat and just looked and watched and read the page and then watched the screen and like studied it studied how this show like sets up things and then how it resolves things cuz it's it really is um great. One of the great things about watching Ugly Betty before we rewatching Ugly Betty before we we rewatched um Jane is that there's
0: so much Ugly Betty and Jane the Virgin <laughs> There's so much. And I said, listen, ugly Betty walks so that Jane the Virgin could run. I'm standing on it. <laughs> like, oh, there's so much. They're not, it, they're not just English language telenovelas. There's other similarities. Yes, uh, definitely. There's definitely all
1: these other. They're definitely they're they're huge, huge similarities. And I, I say this as like this is a good thing. Like it's I mean this to be very complimentary. Um I think Jane the Virgin, hold on, let me start that thought again. So I think in our current culture, we sort of are like, are hard on people when we're like, oh, so-and-so like ripped so-and-so off, or like, no, 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 or like you just copied or whatever. Uh, I think, and some of that is warranted, some of it isn't, but I also, but I, really feel like Jane the Virgin is is a huge example of like what it means when you of what it means to look at another show and understand the mechanics of another show and what made another show successful and then taking those elements of what made that other property successful and then Infusing that into your own original work. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it's definitely a difference between um uh stealing an idea and being inspired by an idea.
1: Right. Cause I think because there's so much, like I said, vibrant. There's so much about Jane the Virgin that's so vibrant that feels so reminiscent of Ugly Betty. There's so many like beats and emotional, like sort of arcs that are happening that feel very similar to Betty, but Jane the Virgin is still clearly its own unique wonderful property um and I I just think it's a great shining example of what it means to like look at another show and like pull all the good stuff out of it and then and and like I guess quote unquote steal it for your own thing um and both shows are incredible and and shining examples of of television and are so, are so good
0: oh. I do want to say really quickly I feel like the ways that Jane the Virgin is inspired by Ugly Betty, in in specific concepts. Jane the Virgin does them better. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Don't come for me, y'all. It does them better, especially especially the emphasis on family and maintain, mm. um, maintaining maintaining uh, a family structure, communication, and um, you know just uh, uh, being able to find family support and family being like that safe harbor and that refuge. Like Betty loved her family, but we never forgot that the show is about Betty's journey, not about her family dynamic.
1: You're right. You're totally right because Jane is the Villanueva women are really the, the they're all like the stars. I think they're they're definitely like the beating heart of the show.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean the porch scenes are uh, iconic. Why right? Show, That's true. You know what I'm talking about? Like thumbs up if you know what I'm talking about. The porch scenes on the show are always very very moving and tender and sincere and heartwarming. This is one of those shows like if you have the frostiest heart in the world, you can't help but be moved. That's
1: true. That's true. That's real. Um so so let's talk about like so Jane gets pregnant with this baby and her fiance, Michael is not
0: crazy about it. Right. Nah. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 I mean, why would he be right? Um, and, and, you know, obviously he believes her when she says it was a mistake because, you know, Louisa's that Louisa confirms that this was in fact a mistake, but, um, the real problem arises where it's not just some anonymous sperm donor, right? We know who the sperm belongs to. It belongs to this really, really attractive, uh, hotel mogul, Rafael Solano. Um, and there is real undeniable chemistry between Raphael and Jane immediately. And Petra and Michael can see it just as clearly as anyone else.
1: Right. And then in, in that first, season where we not only is it like not even the first season the first episode um we learn that the like Raphael and Jane had had like an interlude like five years before or like not five years but like two years before that Jane still
0: remembers right right she had already met Raphael um when she first started working at his hotel and they, you know, you know, in the midst of her work, they sat down, they shot the shit, they talked for a few hours, and there was a real connection between them. It never went further than that conversation, but it had a huge impact on her. This was, I guess, for a virgin, the closest you can get to the one who got away.
1: Right. And, and then they had had, like, a kiss. <laughs>
0: Right, right. They did kiss. They did kiss. And that was the end of it. They never went on any dates. Um, They didn't have a relationship or anything like that. But she remembers that conversation and she remembers that kiss. And now she's pregnant by this man's baby. This now married man's baby.
1: Right. So it's tension.
0: Right. So the way the plot line is set up is that shortly after this conversation with Jane, who he never saw again, he met and very quickly married Petra. And then, um, you know, in the beginning of their marriage, he was diagnosed with cancer. And that's when he got the sperm frozen um, so that when he made a full recovery, they could start trying for a baby. Um, so that's where it leaves us. Petra, and honestly, Petra is not a good person. We come in. She is the primary antagonist, she and her mother um, of a season one. Petra probably makes the best growth arc of any character on this show. And we'll talk about that more in part two. But um, her, her response to the pregnancy is also really valid. She's married to this man. she has been with this man through sickness, really serious sickness. And she's feels like she's ready to be a mother. And some random woman is, is, is uh, pregnant with his child.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> she's... And it's hard. Um, and what makes it really emotional, like, and hard and everyone is and and you can sort of see everyone's side is that, you know, being sick uh changed Raphael in like a really significant significant way, changed his values, changed his value system, and he's sort of not the same person who he's not really the same person who married petra um and that 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 makes it hard and and it kind of sucks
0: right he's changed a lot um she stayed the same and she can feel that energy right like it's clear going in that petra loves money a lot which is not necessarily a bad thing. I don't want people to, like, just start hating women just because they love money. Especially women who grew up impoverished the way that she did. So the Petra character, her mother and her sister are from the Czech Republic and, like, grew up in, like, abject poverty. Um, But she also loves Raphael, but she feels a distance from him, which is why in that first season, she's cheating on him with his BFF from college. <laughs> right (laughs) because she feels like she is she has lost her husband emotionally but she'll be damned if she gives up uh the life she's become accustomed to
1: right exactly
0: and Um, now this jane thing sets a real wrench in her plans because everyone can see the chemistry and obviously as the pregnancy progress progress progresses they grow closer and closer um which she doesn't like michael doesn't like jane's grandmother doesn't like it (laughs)
1: Nobody likes it. Jane, Jane, yeah, Jane's Jane's mom is like nobody likes, and so halfway through the first season, all and it's and everyone's sort of like on edge about it. But and then halfway through the first season, the thing that everyone's sort of afraid of happens, which is that Jane and Raphael uh, get together.
0: Right, right. Pretty much the only person who was on Jane's side completely was her mother, mom was like, I will support whatever you want to do. Right. But her grandmother's like, no, Michael is wonderful. He's the bright guy for you. And of course, Michael feels this way as well. And Petra's just like, anybody but my husband, please. <laughs>
1: um, I think it's flipped. I think it's like, I think it's her, mo- her, it's, her, it's her mom who really likes Michael and wants her to get back together with Michael. And the grandmother is super supportive of Raphael
0: it's flipped. Oh uh, no no. Um the grandmother, um she has a whole fight with her grandmother like and sh- they start speaking Spanish so you know it's serious and she's like I'm an adult. I will do what I want and I want to be with Rafael. Like that's okay. a whole thing cuz her grandmother's like he's a good guy because he 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 waited for you. Um and this Rafael's just a playboy. He's going to hurt you.
1: I'm dead ass sure that's her mom. Cause like that, cause when they, cause when Raphael is about to lose, cause her and her mom argue about it. And then her, when Raphael is about to lose his shares of the hotel because she's suing them, she's like, grandma, how do I know if Raphael's the one? And her grandma's like, well, I knew that your grandfather was the one when he gave up all his money to be with me. And then it's, like, the same sort of...
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think I think I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, you might be right there. Um, So this is, like, this is a point of... This is why I'm in confusion, you guys. One of the things that the show does really, 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 really well is this love triangle between Jane, Michael, and Raphael. Excellent almost, love triangle. <laughs> excellent. It's almost impossible for the audience not to root for whomever Jane wants at the time. <laughs> <laughs> whomever she's she's checking for her, that's a dude that really feels like the one <laughs> to us
1: <laughs> to us exactly that's true. Uh, but yeah you're
0: right you're right it is your matter that 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 warns uh, her about Raphael, and um and and you know basically tells her um you know be careful with him um but one of the the, the things that makes the season great is in this season um we start off in true soap opera fashion people getting got the first person to get got is raphael's best friend and um Petra's lover roman
1: a k a kato it's It's always great to see him,
0: yes, yes, it's the same actor that played Cato on underground and um he looks really good without that burn scar they gave him on underground right He's like very powerful. he's he's yeah he's doing things um. There's, I believe, an episode uh, later this same season where uh, Magna, um, Petra's mom, pushes Jane's grandmother down a flight of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing a lot. They're doing a lot. Um, but um, before this season ends, Raphael and Petra are divorced and Jane and Raphael are together briefly. Briefly, Very yeah. briefly. What happens is... The old Raphael would have gladly gone into this relationship with Jane. But the new Raphael realizes that she is starting to compromise her values to be with him. um, And that he is, quote-unquote, corrupting her. So he dumps her. This scene, you guys... Oh my god, this scene. This scene ripped my heart out.
1: (laughs) And it's also like... And it is... It's so heart-wrenching because it's also... He dumps her for her, but also... He's in, like, a really bad place. Like, his dad gets murdered and he's, like...
0: And by he his stepmom.
1: <laughs> by his stepmom. And then, he, which he doesn't know at the time, but, like, um, his dad is murdered and he always had, And he has, like, daddy issues. And then he has, like, general, like, abandonment issues because, like, he's adopted and, like, the father never, like the father always reminded him that he was adopted and, like, never really loved him like that. So, and then, like, he's always having to... And then he has to deal with, like, Louisa, who, like, is, like, relapsed again. He's just not in the right frame of mind at all. And he sort of is, like, shutting... And he shuts down. Like, he shuts down emotionally. And Jane is just sort of doing... Everything, throwing everything in the book to like get him to respond in the way that she needs him to, but he just can't, you know? And it's, and it, that's why, that's part of what makes it so heart wrenching is that it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, and this is what the show does so well. It's one of those things where it's just not really anybody's fault. It's just what it is.
0: Right, right. So he dumps her. Girl, I even remember this the track that was playing when he when she got dumped. Whoa. Uh Volcano. Check out that song. I believe it's uh Natalie Hearn. Um, but she she walks out of his office, shuts the door behind her, and collapses on the floor. Big, pregnant, and heartbroken. She's like in her sixth month at this point. It's really bad, you guys. Um, like, I'm like, dang, you could have waited till the baby got here to dump her. Like, don't, th- I, I would be afraid for the fetus, um, but whatever. Um, he dumps her. She's heartbroken. Interspersed in all of this, uh, Jane gets a little bit of local celebrity for being a pregnant virgin. A Catholic middle school offers her a job basically to capitalize on the fact that she's a pregnant virgin and get more parishioners in their congregation and more kids enrolled at their, um, parochial school. Right. But she stays at the Marbella because it's just the best thing for her life, for her sanity and for her school schedule. She is still a college student. She hasn't dropped out. Um, but, um, by the end of season one, um, they have the baby. Um, yeah, she goes into actual labor um, when her parents go to Nevada. And so in this season, Jane also meets her father. She's never known her father. Her mother never told her who her father was um, and just kept that to herself. But she she finally learns that he is Rogelio De La Vega. He's a huge telenovela star making money hand over fist. And he wants to know her and he wants to have a relationship with her. And in this way, her parents start to reunite um, but she goes into labor, she has a baby, Mateo, who's named after her deceased grandfather. And that baby is immediately kidnapped.
1: Yep. <laughs> by Rafael's stepmom, who is also an international drug lord, Sin And also
0: Luisa's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. She was she was sleeping with her while she was legally the stepmom, by the way. This Ooh, is but, so weird. And you guys, we know how this sounds <laughs> like sounds- I don't know. It sounds like they're doing too much, but you know what? It's actually not too much. It's just enough. <laughs> it's just enough. It's just enough. Um,
1: <sighs> so good. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, and that's how we end that first season. So um, first season, good, bad, or basic?
0: Season one is excellent. Casting, perfection. Writing, top tier. Acting, masterclass give it the give season one its flowers (laughs) right um same
1: season one is not good it's great it's excellent like they did the damn thing like they put their foot in this show um in this first season like we said there's so much there's so much stuff that could go wrong there's so much stuff that could go wrong (laughs) um with all of the weird wacky like soap opera twists the show could have easily felt like really dumb but it doesn't feel that way at all and it's because the show always comes back to like these real situations and these real emotions and these and it's weird because it's like and not it's weird but it's like it's so good because like the actors nail them too because there's a lot of like wacky sequences where like something really wacky will be happening but then like the actor will find like the real like sort of emotional like grounding and like play it straight and it really like pulls everything together it's so perfect like it really is that that girl truly
0: Absolutely. And again, you know, going back to casting, Gina Rodriguez is a powerful actress, but there were also a lot of other new people on the show or relatively new people who I also really, really enjoy. Um, the actor who plays Michael Cordero Jr. Um, I think his name is Brett Dyer. I'd only seen him on maybe one episode of pretty little liars prior to this. Hadn't seen him in anything else. Um, excellent work, excellent work. And he plays another character later on. Um, We'll talk about that in the second half. Um, y- Yael Grobglass, I hadn't seen her in anything before either. Um, she's Rain. an amazing actress. Amazing actress and amazing uh, uh, timing. She has a lot of deadpan humor on the show as basically a character who doesn't have really a sense of humor <laughs> and is very deadpan. But her delivery is always perfect. Um, and right. Justin Baldoni, who plays Rafael Solano, um, he's gorgeous. So I really don't know why y'all were sleeping on him, but he did what he had to do.
1: <laughs> Listen, one of the things that I did not like was like the way y'all would disrespect Justin Baldoni's like looks, <laughs> like on Twitter <laughs> when this show was airing, like during its airing. I was like, I remember sort of being on Twitter and people not giving this man his due. And I was like, when did we? When did, like, God turn his face from us?
0: Like... <laughs> right, right, right. The man that is religious. And more importantly, he can act, which is sometimes hard to find. Sometimes pretty people don't do the work. <laughs> right? <laughs> sometimes pretty people don't do the work. <laughs> but he did the work. Uh, 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 actually, I feel like as the seasons went on and Raphael grew as a person, and he's someone else who also made a really good, had a really good character arc and made a lot of development as a character on the show, um, as Raphael moved into a more thoughtful, selfless person, the acting got better. Same with Yael Grubglass. As Petra became a more selfless, thoughtful, family oriented person, the acting got better.
1: Right. Right. And, um, Yael, 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 Yael. Yael. (laughs) Yeah. She, I had only seen her as, like, Francis's girlfriend on Rain. So, like, it was a cool, it was cool to see her, like, actually playing somebody her age. Yeah,
0: I remember that, like, because, well, remember when we reviewed Rain? That's when I had watched Rain for the very first time. So... (laughs) Right. I had seen her on Jane the Virgin first, but yeah, I'm remembering that flashback. She was really cute on Rain, but Rain was had so many characters. I feel like only the leads got a chance to shine. On Jane the Virgin, everybody gets to shine.
1: Right. Everyone gets their 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 moment. Um so season two. Season two, we pick up with um we pick up with the aftermath of the kidnapping, the kidnapping of Mateo and everyone is horribly frightened and and dealing with with that
0: right 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 um like again family family is such a huge part of this show you can't separate the family dynamic from jane herself um like maybe you could rewrite ugly betty where betty is an orphan and everything else runs the same way you can't do that with jane the virgin there is no show without her family And now that we have this new family member who is gone missing, we really see who the Villanueva is and who uh, Jane's father, Rogelio, is when the chips are down. Um, They're trying to get this baby home. And meanwhile, um, there's a second sperm sample. So Rafael, I think, uh, uh, had two or three sperm samples. And Petra's contemplating what to do with the other one because... um, Legally, she still has claim to it. And like I said, um, she wants to have a child. She wants to be a mother. Um, you know, Jane got to be a mother to his child accidentally, but she and Raphael had planned to have a family and that's still something that she wants. So this is what's happening in that season open. Um, it's it's really, really interesting because when they get Mateo back, then there becomes like the thing of like, did they swap babies? Is this really Mateo? And Jane's like, I think I remember having him having a birthmark somewhere and he doesn't have it anymore. So that becomes like a whole thing as well. Um doing a DNA test and making sure that they have the right son back. Right, right. So, l- listen, the soap operas uh, shenanigans of this show, I feel, are not only perfectly timed and not too over the top. They're what keep the show f- from being too serious and keep it firmly in the middle ground of entertaining. Like, it's not a thoughtless show. Um, and it's not a, a show without any heart, but it's also not a show that requires um, a great deal of personal introspection either. The the soap opera antics keep just enough levity, and I feel that a lot in season two as well.
1: That's true. That's a that's actually a really great point. The soap opera antics are what keep this show light and funny, which
0: because like if all that's happening is kidnappings and murders all day, I don't know if my heart can take it. Like my <laughs> blood pressure would be too high. Um
1: the fact that everything is like sort of goofy, Google, Google bananas is um is is definitely like what 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 keeps the the show the show really great. Yeah. Season 2. Season 2, man. It's it's a wild ride um
0: season because then t- after they get Mateo back doesn't Luisa get kidnapped by her ex
1: yes yeah, but I think it's like yeah, later <laughs> it's in like the second half of season two I think
0: yeah uh, no no she gets kidnapped in episode three okay that might be yeah yeah um yeah, yeah
1: she gets kidnapped <laughs> by <laughs> by um Sin Rostro because they're in love or something <laughs>
0: They are in love, but it's also, like, super predatory because, yeah, I'm in love with you, but I also broke up with you, so you need to respect the we're broken up part. Right. <laughs> like, and Luis is like, listen, you're not good for me. You're not good for my career. You're not good for my sobriety. It's got to be what it is. And she's like, no, I'll never let go. <laughs> <laughs> a mess a mess a mess um but you know pretty much uh everyone's life is moving on and so Petra who's still in antagonist mode is trying to convince Michael to help her keep Jane and Raphael apart it's a mess
1: which like I don't know why because they're they do they're they're already apart I mean they're sort of like in a limbo that like that's our you know second I think that's the first half of second season is that she's kind of deciding, is it going to be Michael or is it going to be Raphael, and um, ultimately she chooses Michael,
0: mm-hmm. which which I think was right for her at that time. Yeah, I agree. It's um, it's it's a lot because and I mean obviously the sh- there's always that thing of like she and Raphael share a child they're they're a family now there's no real distance uh between them anymore um so i'm sure michael and petra were both feeling this and they know knew that it would you know even peripherally impact jane's choice
1: right but like and then but then um she 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 uh she true blue chooses she does true blue choose choose michael and it's It is Michael and that's, that's what it is. But another thing that's really great is that we get to see not only um, we get to not only see that, but like Michael and Jane's relationship prosper and, and get into its groove. But we also see more of like Jane's like career and writing career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jane is like a writer and we get to, we de- dive more into her, you know, trying to do grad school and working all and all that and what it's like to take care of a new baby. Shows don't do babies well. Like shows really mm-hmm. don't do like new babies well. Like they're really bad at it in terms of like making the baby fit into the rhythm of the show. Uh, but Jane, the Virgin does it so well
0: they do it really well it does it does um mateo is a whole person long before he can speak or walk um he's integrated and shown and his effect on the lives of the adults around him is made very clear very immediately right he's like you can't just ignore the fact that there's a whole baby here now (laughs)
1: Right. And that's the thing, it's because, like, shows try to. Television, like, because it's, like, nobody ever really knows how to, like, how do we do the thing with the baby? (laughs) Um, But uh, Chain the Virgin finds a way, and they always... And not only do they find a way, they always find really fun, interesting, unique ways to, like, frame the stories that are happening in each episode. So, like, there's an episode where... It's post, um, it's after, it's after, so, like, basically, like, Michael hates Raphael and has always, like, had it out for Raphael, and so Michael thinks that Raphael is doing shady shit behind his back, and we find out that Raphael did do something shady behind Michael's back, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's always the one they told you not to worry about (laughs) but Michael's like you did something you did something and and basically Michael chooses the complete wrong moment to like blow up at Raphael because they're at like a church or something and Raphael is of course like I don't know what you're talking about but Michael like like they're fighting and then the baby's there and then Michael like breaks like, throws something and breaks, like, glass that's nearby and it cuts Mateo. Oof. Oof. We hate it. And that's when, like, Raphael and... And that's when Raphael and Jane have this conversation and then Jane has to have it with Michael and she's like, if you can't be okay with Raphael, like, you, you and I can't be together because that's the father of my child. <laughs> like, he's always going to be in my life and if you can't find a way to, like, deal, then... That's just what that is. That's what that is. what that is, And I, I don't know. Um, and so after that, there is, like... So then after that, there's this episode where the emotional beats are, like... It's, like, Jane... It's, like... Sorry, I keep saying... It's, like, it's, like... So what it is is that, you know, baby books where you document, like, baby's first smile, baby's first walk, baby's first whatever... Like, that idea of, like, Jane's first day without Michael or first time not calling Michael when she's sad, that becomes, like, the framework, like, how to frame the episode. And it's just really clever. It's just one of those things that's, like, really interesting and really clever and, like, different uh, and, and great. Just really great.
0: It is really great. I'm sorry, I'm just lost in thought about how painful it must be. To give birth as a virgin, as your baby comes pushing through your hymen from the wrong side. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, I I mean, can, are we gonna break the hymen beforehand? Because I feel like that would be a good idea. <laughs> so I have a question for
1: you. So, the, one of the things that like Jane is like really concerned about now that like Rahelio is part of her life in a big way, and Raphael at this point, is still, like, super rich. So they're talking about how, like, Mateo will also be super rich, and she's Mm -hmm. having, like, this, like, really existential panic
0: about it. And I remember watching it being like, bitch, what? Like That's a middle-class problem, I feel. And, you know, Jane is, they say that Jane grew up kind of, like, Not having everything, but having pretty much just enough. I'm actually quite a lot for someone who was raised by a single teen mom and her grandmother in Miami, which is not a cheap real estate area whatsoever. And her grandma was an undocumented uh, immigrant until the eighth episode of season two. Um, But she didn't want for anything. And I think that's what happens when people grow up not wanting for anything. Then take someone like Petra, who grew up dirt poor. She's not going to be on that, on that, oh, money, the kids don't need money wave. That's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) That's completely ridiculous. Like, Jane had great birthday parties and her communion and her quinceanera and all that other stuff and her confirmation. And, you know... um, uh, you know, she has these really, really great moments, um, that she can look back on that are not marked by poverty and hunger and homelessness.
1: That's yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I feel that you're right. Because I remember being like, Why are you so? She's like, I can't believe that like Mateo's gonna be rich, and Raphael's like, Yeah, <laughs> like, why are you being like this?
0: Right. Like why wouldn't he want to give his child the, the, the same opportunities that he's had? I think a lot of times when someone is firmly middle-class, they buy into the belief that money makes people bad as opposed to, you know, people having free will. <laughs> um, and, or, and, you know, completely deny the fact that there are plenty of middle-class and poor people who are bad people. Um, and so they believe that money is a corrupting force. Um, but it's like, Just raise him how you were raised. He'll be fine. Like, raise him with the values that you were raised with. Raise him with the love that you were raised with. He'll be fine. The show shows us consistently that um, the problem for both uh, Raphael and Petra, who both have a lot of money right now, is not the money. It's how they were raised. Raphael had a very emotionally abusive, emotionally distant father. And Petra had a very uh, controlling, exploitative mother.
1: Right. Right. Like, right. The money
0: the money did not did not ruin these people. Their families did. <laughs> <laughs> like even Louisa, poor thing. She has trouble staying off the bottle because she doesn't feel loved. Again, emotionally distant father, the same father Raphael's got. Um, I mean, why else would you have a whole relationship with your stepmother? That's a cry for help if I've ever heard one. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's
1: true. That's true. that's real shit. Um, so what's some other stuff that happens this this season season two?
0: Well, Alba gets her green card. We talked about that um. Uh, Michael goes undercover for six months. Uh, This is another thing that they do. They keep Michael in the gray all throughout season two. We really don't know if he's going to go full villain mode or if he's going to rise to the occasion and be one of the quote good cops. But he does. He rises to the occasion. We think he's off somewhere trotting with Sin Rostro because she made him an offer, right? But he's Mm -hmm. actually just been undercover instead, like doing his actual job. Um. And we get to see how Mateo and trying to be a single mom and going to school plays a role in Jane's life because not all of her professors are very understanding um, or supportive about the fact that she has a child to raise and she has she has a part time job as well. Um, It's it's difficult for her. Um, but you know, her, her family gets together, Ziomara Rogelio, uh, and her grandmother, Alba, they all get together and try to make it this work. Even her best friend, Lena tries to help. We don't see much of Lena, um, who was supposed to be, um, from what I've read, a, a bigger, um, a bigger character on the show. Like she's supposed to be a supporting character and not just a guest character because the, the, the um, The actress who plays Lena was one of the principal cast of Orange is the New Black.
1: Right. The Lena character is really wonderful. And um, she kind of ultimately gets not thrown by the wayside, but like thrown by the wayside. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and it's unfortunate because they even do like a whole episode about how after Jane has like had the baby and like... She's sort of wrapped up in the Raphael Michael drama, how um, that has made her lose sight of her friendships. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm going to be a better friend. And then this show is like, but then the show just loses sight of their friendships. <laughs>
0: Right, right. Um, they do, like, dispose of Lena. <laughs> I hate the word dispose, but they dispose of Lena in a good way. We do see Lena pop up once or twice in later seasons, but for the most part, it's shown that just Lena just moves away um, to pursue um, a specific design school that she wanted to go to. right. And that's the last that we see of Lena. Like she, her, she and Jane just move in different directions um, because again, uh, I think her name is Diana Martinez. She is the principal, one of the principal cast members of orange is a new black, which was another hit uh, streaming series. I think it was one of Netflix's breakout hits other than house of cards. This is the show that put Netflix on.
1: Right. It, 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 um, it is, it was Uh. orange is the new black is obviously like big, big hit. Um, so then, so then, uh, Petra also, Petra in, artificially inseminates herself with Raphael's sperm, right? And right. she, and she gets Prego. and not only is she Prego, she's having twins!
0: We love it. We like it. She also has like a really, really great, um, uh, I, I don't want to say confrontation, but conversation with, um, with Raphael. She's like, listen... I have the money now because she has, uh, shares in the Marbella hotel at this point. And she's doing the, the, the executive, uh, most of the executive work. Like she's the only person actually working at that hotel. Who's like a shareholder. Um, and she's like, I have the money to be a single mom right now. I know this isn't what you wanted, but that sperm is mine. It belongs to me. This is was was our plan. And when these kids get here, I don't want you treating my children like second class citizens because you already have a son. Like she already let him know what it was.
1: <laughs> Which I kind of feel
0: bad for Rafael because like he did not consent to those children. Um, he consented when the sperm samples were taken, sir. You gotta you when you sign a contract, you actually have to take back consent formally.
1: <laughs> I feel I kind of feel bad. Like I do feel bad for him. Like that's always something that I've always felt was kind of like. I never knew how to feel about it because I was like, he didn't consent to those kids. Like he
0: consent Well remember the remember when the like I think two years ago, remember when some some incel was like, we should make people sign sex contracts. Do you remember that? No. Well, there was an incel online, and, and there was like a several articles written about this, where they're like, "We should make women sign sex contracts." And this was the exact same argument that was raised. It was like, "Listen, we can't have sex contracts because when you give verbal consent, then you can give you can verbally remove consent. But when someone signs a contract, they have to formally in in in, a, in, a, in a, with another contract remove consent." So, sex contracts would actually increase sexual assault, and that's so that's the case they were making, and that's kind of what ha- what's happening here. They have a, a formal agreement that that sperm belongs to her. That's why she could use it in the first place, and he never re- revoked consent from her.
1: Um, I get like obviously, I, I in in a, in a ter- in, the ter- in terms of like I guess law and in con- contracts, I can see that um it's still fucked up he didn't consent to those kids like he like did not like shit went bad between them and she went behind his back and and did a thing it and i think it 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 feels particularly bad because like when jane gets pregnant the show takes like a lot of care to really think about the nuances of that because, like, at first she's going to terminate and he's like, okay, like, that's fine, but also I would really like these kids. Um, so if you, like, want, like, I'm not... And so there's, like, a whole thing and then she's just kind of... Petra just kind of shows like, that's rough. Like, I don't know, that's rough. I feel... Yeah, and that's
0: that's why what, that's what I feel for Petra because I'm like the stranger's pregnant by your child and you guys caught her early on and you're encouraging her to have your child. But like, yo, this woman held your hand and took you to your appointments and was your your lawfully wedded wife through the worst sickness that anyone could go through. And you know she wanted a child. That's why you agreed to freeze the sperm for her in the first place. Um, It kind of feels like, and I'm sure this was the character's motivations, that she got the short end of the stick.
1: It, right. No. Yeah, you're right, and you're right. That's you're right. She she lost a husband that she loved, so she's like, well, at least I'm
0: gonna. This is a way I can keep him. I understand that.
1: I understand that emotionally. Right, and
0: she just really wanted these babies too. And I think. I think. I think one of the things I love about the Petra character is that. Well, personally, I didn't feel like she was trying to have these kids to keep Raphael because um, she like I guess she she stopped actively pursuing him once she got pregnant, but, um, well, no, cause there's, um,
1: there's an yeah. episode, the episode when she's actually, when she inseminates them, she makes a pro con list.
0: <laughs>
1: right, and, right, right. And on the cons is and on the con side of the list. is like, there's on, on the con side of the list, it's written pregnancy, motherhood, children. And on the pro side of the list, uh, mm is Raphael. So she has the kids thinking that like, this is going to bring him back. Like, this is it. But like, we all know that you cannot have babies to try to keep a man. That's yeah, not you
0: can't keep a man, baby. No, I think, I think I'm confused. Yeah, you're right. The attitude actually doesn't shift until the babies are present. Right. And it's interesting because a lot of times when you have a character like Petra, who is very, I guess, for lack of a better descriptors, someone who appears very cold, very clinical. Petra's often described as a quote, ice queen. Um, we think that this person won't be an engaged and involved parent, but she really is
1: very. she's i mean she's a she's not a better mom than Jane, but like she is a better mom
0: than Jane <laughs> honestly, I'm gonna give it to her. I think Petra's a better mom than Jane because not only is she running a business, she just does not have the support system that Jane has.
1: And that's true. See, that's, that's also, that's really real. That's true. Jane has like her mom, her grandma, Michael, everybody, this, that, and the well, third. Hell yo,
0: And all Bro, his money.
1: All, all his money. Petra just kind of has
0: herself. <laughs> like, right. Cause was- she can't let them children near her mom or her sister. <laughs> Who knows what'll happen to those kids. Um, I think it was super cute too, that she had twins being a twin. Um, but uh, yeah, like her family is toxic. And she's got that really, really dangerous international arms dealer ex husband, Milos. <laughs>
1: Milos, right?
0: <laughs> you know, fucking shit up. Right. So everyone around her is either dead or in prison or should be. <laughs> so it's just really her and Raphael. And honestly, Raphael, um, for most of the seasons, uh, cannot give her, her children or Mateo. What they what they need because and we'll talk about this next week. Um, Raphael the Raphael character does go to prison for several years,
1: right? Because he did some shady shit. Um, in in yeah, because he did some shady shit. I will say also something that you brought you've brought up in previous episodes that the show does that I also really loved is that so halfway through season two, you know, Raphael. Not Raphael, but Jane chooses Michael. It's it's you know, they they get back together, they're all boot up, they're um and they're living together. Uh, and then and Raphael is divorced, he finally gets divorced from Petra. Raphael is like, I'm I'm me. Like, look at this face, look at this body, like I'm gonna get out here and get it. <laughs> like, um, okay. And Jane gets all judgy on him for out here, like tapping a lot of like single ass as like a hot single dad. And I'm like, Jane, don't kill, don't, don't kill the vibe. Like what, what's up? Don't, don't do that. Don't be that girl, Jane.
0: Right. And the show makes it clear. Um, and this is one of the things that the show does well regarding this love triangle. Even when Jane's not in a relationship with a particular man, whether it be Raphael or Michael, she always manages to stay very cordial with them and very respectful of them, and she still cares about them. And they're it's shown that they're they're both they both care and they're both willing to go above and beyond for her. Um, so that door is always open. I mean, in my in, in Raphael's case, it's gonna be open regardless on account of Mateo, right? Right. But Michael's her first love, and that's a huge deal. And he was willing to stand by her um, while she, you know, is raising another man's child. And that's also like a huge deal. They have a lot of history and, you know, they show us flashbacks to their relationship and how they met and their courtship. And like, it's just a lot of good things. It's a, it's a lot of good things. They are a very good match. <laughs> and that's what makes this love triangle so good. Not only do you feel the love that Jane has for both these men, but, um, you know, at various points in their lives, they are both very good options for her.
1: Right. Um that and that's always that's always what makes a, a love triangle really great and really engaging and, and really fun is when both parties are are good for the main main person. So um Petra is like we said, she gets she's pregnant, she has these these twins and um there's more kooky abba banana like banana stuff that happens. We find out that Petra herself is a twin and we're introduced to Aneshka who is
0: hilarious <laughs> actually. Oh my God. Then acting with Aneshka is like low-key, like brilliant. <laughs> it really showed Yael Grove Glass's range as an actress because Aneshka is nothing like Petra.
1: She's nothing like Petra and like uh I remember there was an interview with uh Yael Glass and she was talking about how she based uh Aneshka like her the way Aneshka talks and like her physicality off of like her cat.
0: <laughs> I just <laughs> thought that was so funny and brilliant. She really is such a mousy person, though it kind of makes perfect sense. Like she's really mousy, like when you're face to face, but the cameras always show that. As soon as everyone leaves the room, Aneska's demeanor changes, and it's really sly and really sneaky, <laughs> and really schemy.
1: It is. <laughs> she's so <laughs> funny. Um, it's so funny, and there's there's lots of um, of uh, of interesting, like funny, funny stuff. So the season. Season two ends with a uh, wedding. A wedding.
0: Jane and Michael get married. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ceremony. Beautiful day. And Raphael did the most gallant thing he's ever done. He looked at Jane in that wedding dress and he held his tongue. No, I yes. to use no need to unburden your your soul on her wedding day. He kept that shit to himself. <laughs>
1: Suicide before you see these tears well down my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what
0: uh, but yeah, he decided to not speak and forever hold his peace. Forever hold his peace. Amen.
1: You know, we stand. We stand. We stand as silent, brooding it. king.
0: But Jane's wedding dress is honestly gold. So it was beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay, I want to talk really quickly about how well everyone is styled on this show, particularly yeah. Gina Rodriguez. Uh, Gina Rodriguez is not the conventional, very thin girl that they have on your typical CW shows. Right. Uh, she's got a. She's got a really. Um. She's got. She's got a figure. She's got a butt. She's got boobs, and you know, an average weight size. And every single thing she wears on the show looks tailor made. It's it, it fits her body. It fits her skin tone. She looks radiant in everything.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's one of those. She's just I think she's just one of those girls who are like thick on top. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So like her boobs are like substantial. Right.
0: But her whole body is. But her her, but like she (laughs) She
1: got that Miami Beach body. (laughs) She does. She looks incredible. (laughs) And the show dresses her like in an incredible way. And Gina Rodriguez has been like open about how because her, her body does not look like sort of like that standard um, girl body, uh, how it used to make her really self like not used to, but it still makes her really self-conscious because her body isn't sort of that typical Hollywood actress type
0: right right but the show dresses her well and they really play up you know her features and everything of that nature and um one thing i love about jane is that she she wears a lot of dresses and that's such a small thing to point out but i feel like a lot of the millennials that i see in south florida don't um i don't know it lends i feel like it lends an air of of of, of femininity and lightness and elegance to the Jane character that I generally don't see given to characters who look like her. And this is something that I, I always stress. Like every time they get the girl who's dark skin or even like remotely a tinge browner <laughs> than normal <laughs> or a sh- like 20 pounds bigger than the average actress, um, they do her dirty. Like it's not just the writing, the, the costume, the makeup, they do these girls dirty.
1: No, you're right. You're really right. And that, that is like a big deal. So shout out to that. Also shout out to Bruno Mars, a Filipino, Puerto Rican King, who is in this wedding episode and then wrote a
0: whole original song for the episode. Listen, mortgage was due. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, the wedding episode was so great because I feel like when, when by the time season two ended, I really felt like Jane had made the right choice with her life. Um, and I think that everybody else knew it, too, including Raphael. Um, there was this whole weird montage at the church after to say I do where Jane's like, I can have sex now. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, was, that was straight up weird. There's no getting around that. That was weird as hell. <laughs> but that was like one blip in an otherwise flawless season.
1: Right, right. So season two, good, bad, or basic, I think we have another really excellent season in season two.
0: Same, same, same. And, you know, it's for the reasons you stated earlier, uh, the integration of the baby, Mateo, I think, really showed that these writers were on their grime. right. The- the acting which has continued to be flawless from season one um but the, the and the way the writers integrated this baby and um we we've already started to see the the shift in the pe- the petra character um and um they have lent a bit more um a bit more sensitivity to the character and in introducing us to her family more and getting us further into that backstory i really feel like we they've already they've they're already priming us for the evolution of Petra, which I also really enjoy.
1: Right. And I do want to talk about like really quick before we close out, like how like that, like that that the sort of the um the the growth of Petra is truly just a standout to these writers and uh, an another and just really standout uh Yale Grablas because there's some stuff that Petra does early on that is so rough. Like. So rough. Like, they're so rough. Like, so rough. Like, when she has her mom beat her up and then she goes to the cops and puts in, like, a false domestic assault report. Oh, um, God. That's and says that, like, Raphael hit her and he didn't. Like, that is, I mean... That's a villain.
0: Like straight up. That's hard. straight up. That's a villain.
1: That's a hard thing for me as a viewer to like get past to then love that character later. <laughs> like um right. when she covers up her mom, like pushing down uh Jade's oh, grandmother. Yeah. yeah, that's also another, I mean a villain.
0: A villain. Truly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, one of the things and we'll talk about this more in the back half that I really love is that they don't just show Petra growing for her own sake. They show her becoming more conscious of the example she's setting for her daughters, Anna and Elsa. Yes. She named them. She didn't name them after the frozen characters, but everyone assumes that she did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but they also show that her growth is a direct result of distancing herself from her toxic mother.
1: Yes. Yes. And that that's another part and that. And that's a part of the show that will be really wonderful and interesting. And I think just another way that the show takes a wacky character because the mother just as a character is really wacky. Like she wears an eye patch eventually and does a lot of wacky things. Um, But that, that re that truth, that emotional truth of how hard it is to, Uh, distance yourself from a, from a toxic person in your life is what will ground that show and ground that plot.
0: Right. Right. especially when you're talking about like, you know, daughters of abusive mothers or daughters of narcissistic mothers, like Petra and Magda have the relationship they have because she has adopted so much of her mother's personality, but also she does things that go against her values to please her mother because when they were poor and hungry on the street, the mother was all she has, So she feels that sense of loyalty to this parent. Right. Especially when she finds out I'm a twin and she abandoned the other twin to, to raise me and keep me. Then you have that added layer of like, you know, the emotional blackmail of obligation. Right. <laughs> right right <laughs> like Petra's story is a very convoluted one and I like how they they peel back the layers and it's not just oh she comes from a really toxic family background it's also Petra acknowledging that yeah I'm I'm a really fucked up person and I did some really really messed up things to people that I said I loved and I need to change now before I lose everybody
1: right that's real it's real shit um and and I guess in classic Jane the Virgin style like that's our cliffhanger where we'll leave you off because they're always like Jane the Virgin is always like, dun dun like always has some really great like cliffhanger <laughs> that they they leave people off on.
0: Um, leave the cliffhanger. I'm not gonna lie. Like when it's like this, I mess with it. Now Riverdale, stop it. Please. No, not Riverdale. <laughs> not Riverdale. Don't do it anymore. But Don't Jane do the Virgin- it anymore. you have it
1: folks this is everything that we think made the first half of jane the virgin good bad basic and so incredibly charming if you'd like to check out the series jane the virgin is currently streaming on netflix if you've enjoyed this episode of the good the bad the basic be sure to share it with your friends and if you're a member of our patreon be sure to check our jane the virgin playlist Tune in next week as we keep the strong female lead season going with part two of our discussion on this modern classic. You don't want to miss out on this conversation.
0: Follow the good, the bad, the basic. On all major podcast platforms, and be sure to tune into our regular weekly episodes on the go. Leave us a review on your preferred platform and share our weekly episodes on your social media. Follow us at The Good Bad Basic on Twitter and at Good Bad Basic Pod on Instagram to get in on our daily content. Also, be sure to follow our SoundCloud page, The Good, The Bad, The Basic, where all of our weekly episodes debut. If you love this sort of content and want more, become a show producer and patron over on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash good bad basic your support allows us to keep bringing you our regular weekly episodes as well as exclusive bonus material until next time bye everyone